Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, this week, I catch up with Wollongong-based artist Claire Foxton. How you going? Good, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. That's good. Thanks for taking the time to sit down and have a chat. My pleasure. So, um, we're up here for the Wonderwalls Festival in Wollongong. Um, have you taken part in this before? I have, yes. Um, it's my second Wonderwalls Wollongong, and um, I also did a Wonderwalls Port Adelaide earlier in the year. Yeah? Yeah, so... Exciting. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good to have it in your hometown. Oh, uh, it's awesome. It's nice because I've I've got lots of paint sort of stashed at home. So, just got my car loaded up with all my paint. I don't have to worry about logistics. I can park really close to the wall. It's just nice and easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you um have you met a lot of uh, artists through the festivals? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was um that's probably the highlight of the festivals meeting the other artists. I think yeah. um last Wonderwalls was my first festival. Um, and I remember feeling absolutely petrified because I knew that I'd meet all these people that I've been following on Instagram for so long. <laughs> I think I sat in the corner in the in the pub, not said, didn't say anything for a couple of hours. But um, yeah, now that I know everyone and I'm meeting new people this time around as well, it's pretty cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so how did you get into art and all that? Um, so I did uh, visual arts and graphic design at uni. I did a degree. Um, finished in two thousand and nine I think graduated um and I sort of when I was younger I did lots of portrait commissions for people um so I sort of got into it through through that sort of avenue and then I stopped painting for a long time because I got over it (laughs) I got over painting people's kids um and I just felt like I didn't really have a purpose with it all so I just stopped um and yeah just sort of recently what last year was my first um opportunity to go large and I haven't looked back so it's really only sort of been the last um, year and a half to two years almost where I've actually gotten back into it and I'm doing it in a different format so yeah yeah so like you're quite new to painting murals and stuff like that it's always been like studio work super new to painting murals Um, I wouldn't even say that I've done much studio work to be honest just commissioned works Um, went through a phase like when I was maybe late teens, early 20s, where I was painting live at charity events. So I'd like go set up my canvas, paint something in a couple of hours, and then it would get auctioned off, and I'd take a little bit of money from the reserve and then do it again next week. And it just sort of, I don't know, I kind of hated it. Like, I liked it in the beginning, but then I hated it because everyone was just drunk and obnoxious and rude and Mm. just wasn't sort of my scene, I suppose. Um, and I think that's why I just got over it um, for a long time and I guess yeah come back into into it with the public art thing and um, I guess there's similarities in a way like there's an audience like instant audience of people watching but um, you know you get longer much longer to do it and it's sort of I get to paint what I want and there's less pressure I suppose yeah Um, so yeah I love it (laughs) So you're quite comfortable painting in front of people? Yeah, I guess now I am. Um, I mean, the first mural that I did, I was petrified, mm. um, mostly because of the scale. I'd never painted anything that large, and it was only quite small now that I think about it, but um, it was large for me at the time. So that's um, 
that was probably really nerve-wracking for me because I didn't know if I could pull it off and have really the know-how um, I've sort of just been fumbling my way through it <laughs> since yeah. the start um, yeah so I've, I'm, I'm fine with audiences now it's, it's no biggie um, yeah yeah because a lot of artists I know, like myself included, are like petrified of painting in front of people. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just hate it. <laughs> you get in your zone though. Like yeah. I, I find that once I'm in my zone, I'm fine. And if I'm on a on a cherry picker or something on a scissor lift, you sort of don't really have to. You can block the people out because you're mm. up a little bit. There's a bit of distance between you and the person yeah. walking by. So I find that comforting. If I'm on ground level, I don't know. That's bit more nerve-wracking because people want to talk all the time and want to stop you and mm. you don't want to be rude <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, i'm all right in front of other artists yeah oh, it's okay. just um it's more just um general public, general public. Just, they're a know, lot more judgmental oh, what are you up to and uh, you know i don't know about that and they, yeah a lot of them don't hold back from they don't you know, speaking their mind about 100%. It. It's like, give us a break I'm, uh it's tricky where, where's yeah. your painting yeah you know? exactly <laughs> <laughs> i'm just giving it a go yeah yeah i feel like with my with my work like it's sort of the last day when things start coming together. So the first couple of days, people are like, what's going on? Like, can she paint? It doesn't really look like anything. So that's always been nerve-wracking, getting that kind of, like, silent judgment. People, like, you see people watching going, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then they come back the next day and they're like, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. And you get in your own head, don't you? You do. Trying to read, read their mind. Oh, yeah, they do. could be loving it, but sure. you're thinking, oh, look, they're gonna look, look on their it. face. Yeah. They're not happy. <laughs> totally. The self-doubt creeps in. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so you know that art was something you always wanted to pursue um no to be honest um i i basically did a double major at uni knowing that i wouldn't really follow through with the art thing because i didn't think it would be a viable career so graphic design was sort of my um the natural sort of next step i think a lot of artists do that going to design and um and i suppose i never really entertained the idea of art as a career until I was given an opportunity and just sort of I guess my age too like I was what 29 when I got my first wall and I was like I've just got to make this happen now like there's no fucking around mm. I'm if I want to do it I'm going to do it now otherwise it will never happen so um yeah I guess I never really entertained it until fairly recently um yeah. and I realized that I could split my time between design and, and art and have the best of both worlds which is nice. Yeah. It's a fine balance though. <laughs> so you work, you work in design like most of the week? Uh, yeah, I work part-time at a university, local university here, um, two days a week. And then pretty much the rest of my days, even on weekends and stuff, I'm doing my own thing. I've, um, yeah, doing like freelance design um, and murals and trying to fit in my schedule, you know, flying here, there and everywhere for different projects. And yeah, it's kind of... It's at the point now where it's um I'm busy, like I feel like I've got enough work, which is really good. Cool. Yeah. So it sounds like everything's like kicked off for you really really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah super fast. So do you think um it's been the public murals that's helped her? For sure, yeah. Um the public murals, Instagram, um I guess um that platform has been pretty good for me. Um, and festivals in general mm. are where it's at I think um, I'm so happy to do them even though they're generally not paid or not very well paid it doesn't matter you sort of get to meet all the other artists and grow your network and um, get your work out there um, and plus I think with festivals too um, 
there's a lot more creative freedom so you get to do what you want to do and there's something satisfying about that so yeah definitely the public public art stuff um has definitely helped and i'm hoping to push it more into gallery work as well um i feel like maybe murals aren't going to be a thing forever mm. um and i'm getting older like you know so i want to be able to still continue and push my art and um do some exhibitions and have my own solo and that kind of thing so it's all in the cards soon yeah because cool. hmm. um yeah you said you worked like doing um like illustrations and you know paint uh, commissions and stuff like that mm. i think it suddenly leapt into you know only a couple of years ago doing big murals mm. <laughs> like your murals look really like well painted and like someone who's been doing it for a long time yeah like how, how did you like learn to to scale up your work so well um it's tricky. I think um, when I was given my first opportunity, um, I um, I had like maybe two weeks or three weeks to prepare for it. And I just remember freaking out like so hardcore. Like I didn't think I'd be able to do it. And I watched literally every time-lapse video on Vimeo or YouTube. Um, I looked at every photo process photo. I went through everyone's Instagram. I just like collected all of this like information like small snippets of what other people do how they do things and then um was able to sort of tackle it in like a mishmash kind of way and since then I guess every mural I've done something a little bit different to sort of scale up my works to the point where now I'm a little bit more confident I can see a wall and I'm like I know how to tackle that now whereas at first it was like shit (laughs) I honestly don't even know where to start. Do I do a grid? Do I do like, I just had no idea. So I literally would spend hours like slowing down time-lapse videos. And I know that sounds like I'm cheating, but (laughs) I felt like I was pushed into it, like not pushed into it, but I felt like I was thrust into this whole new world so quickly. And I had to play catch up because everyone else sort of had their thing and I didn't really have my thing. And all of a sudden I was like painting public art and I needed to have a thing. So I just, yeah, I, I spent ages trying to, um, find what that was and listen well, listen to your podcast I got heaps of like cool information through that and ideas and people's insights and yeah cool hmm. for those that haven't seen you your work like you're you you know you paint from what I see anyway this is my view like you paint like portraits but then you put like um abstract like patterns and mm. and stuff over them like yep. real loose patterns with real tightly paint portraits yeah did you like develop those two styles separately and then bring them together? Uh, pretty much. Um, I think my background is um, in realism. Um, I've always felt at home with realism. Um, and I think because when I was young, I sort of grew up in a family that wasn't, wasn't creative. Um, and whenever I did something, it had to be something that I suppose could be validated by them. That's something that they could see and go appreciate and so I developed quite I guess tight way of painting and like very um structured way of painting and I've always been I guess a little bit frustrated with that like I've never been free and loose with my movements and so I've sort of thought well if I'm going to be doing this I want to develop a style that allows me to do that kind of thing that I'm good at but also push the boundaries a bit um, and so I've brought the abstract stuff into my work and it's still too contrived for, for me. Like I still see the abstract stuff that I do as like tight and too thought, well, like thought out, something that I've 
like considered and I don't want it to be like that so I'm getting there but it's taking a while yeah <laughs> but I'm hoping it, yeah I mean I like the the sort of I guess contrast between the really refined portraits and the more abstract backgrounds and I'm starting to play with transparencies and things as well like getting my portraits to sort of have the abstract mark show through um I'm sort of just trying to push push it because I feel like I've maybe pigeonholed myself a little bit with my style that I want to be able to evolve it slowly so I'm stretching myself yeah and my abilities and as an artist or whatever you call it (laughs) yeah I think it's a it's a great take on on portraits because there's a lot of people just um trying to paint a photo on the wall more or less and um like I I really like the abstract Mm. stuff that come in that comes in it's really um yeah, it's really unique for you. Yeah. For you. And um, it looks, it's just a really loose part of it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, do you have a, um, do you prefer to paint the abstract stuff over the portrait or vice versa? I paint, I prefer to paint the abstract stuff because once I start with the portrait, it's like I'm in focus mode, like I'm in like perfectionist mode. And sometimes if something's not going right when I'm in that mode, I freak out I like the abstract stuff because it doesn't really matter so much what happens on the wall. You know, like if I go in with a basic idea um, and it ends up a little bit different, it doesn't matter. I've gotten to the point now where it doesn't matter. At first it was like that stroke needs to be there on that particular angle like, and I was very particular about it, but now I'm a little bit more free. and um, Yeah, so I definitely prefer that part of it. But in saying that, um, probably the last day, the last maybe hour of a mural is my favorite because that's when I start going through and putting all my highlights on and it really starts to bounce off the wall and that contrast becomes really evident between real tight and real messy background and foreground and yeah I really enjoy that part but the the rendering and the the like getting the tones right and stuff that's can be a punish (laughs) big punish but um yeah it's always fun to sort of step off the lift and walk away and then like turn around and look back up because can be kind of like overwhelming Mm. yeah and you've um like you do you do all your portraits in blue yeah pretty much yeah pretty much yeah is that um like sort of a way of branding yourself as well i think so i mean at first at first with my first mural i chose that color palette to make it a little bit easier on myself because um i was worried about going down the the road of doing hyper realistic multi-tonal you know skin colors and that kind of thing I was worried about doing my first one and not getting the balance right the skin tones because that can be really difficult and I know that from painting commissions you know in the past so I knew that I was going large and I needed to make it like kind of easy on myself so I chose blue and white and I knew that I'd be able to get the tones right within the the mix right within those two colors Um, and so it kind of just stuck. Like I did my first one and I was like, oh, actually it looks kind of cool. And I did my next one and I was like, yeah, this is my thing. Mm. And now people like, I've had people say they refer to that blue as my signature blue and I'm like, wow, <laughs> signature of a signature. But um, yeah, I enjoy, I like that blue, um, but you know, who knows, I might evolve it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be nice to evolve it. I just, I was also conscious too of, um, I guess going a little bit too close to um, some other artists' work and I didn't want to be confused with any other artist. I wanted to have my own my own thing that people could recognise and see and it's kind of working, which is nice. So, mm. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Is that, um, like, 
through through doing graphic design and branding and stuff like that, is are these sort of you know techniques you've brought across? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I think it all sort of feeds into each other. Um, yeah, I went through a phase where, like, in design, I really mm. loved um, a lot of the branding that was coming out that was including um, abstract mark making. And a lot of the brands I was doing at the time as well, like, included, like, I'd get out my paintbrushes and I would do some crazy little marks and then take a really tight crop of that and make something out of it, make it into a label or make it into something else and into a logo and... I th- yeah, I think that's then fed into my design work, uh, into my, sorry, my mural work. Um, yeah, I guess the blue colour palette with the other colours that I use, I suppose it's kind of trend-based in a way, like it's got a nice design aesthetic to it and the composition that I use, so they both sort of feed into each other, the art and design side of things, and I'm starting to now merge the two, like people are coming to me wanting brand with my art stamp on it if that makes sense yeah yeah. so it's kind of um they're the jobs that really make me heaps happy and excited yeah. <laughs> you could do them a uh, like a, a nice clean blue typeface yeah with, uh, with some abstract <laughs> yes <across>. yes that's <laughs> exactly right and it's i've got a real big buzz out of doing my own brand as well my own branding for my website and um i guess i consider that with my instagram feed and things like that and i don't know it sounds a bit naff, but it's something that I suppose you have to consider in this day and age is mm. how you brand yourself um, and how you're perceived by other people and how, yeah, I suppose it's just something like it sort of used to leave a bad taste in my mouth, but now I'm starting to embrace it and realising that I am a brand, you know, and like that I, you know, I have to sort of promote myself that way. Just, yeah, it's been hard to swallow, but. Yeah. You know, I'm a designer, so I understand branding. It's something that I've just got to embrace. Everyone is doing it at the moment, so, yeah. yeah. No, I, I completely get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going through a rebrand at the moment. I'm I, just completely confused. Yeah, yeah. It's hard, too, when you're a designer trying to brand yeah. yourself. Yeah. I find that the most difficult difficult job. It's fun, but it's difficult. Yeah. But it's exciting at the same time. Totally. Yeah. And I, when you're in these, like, awkward periods where you haven't quite found it it's yeah. like which I'm, I'm feeling like I'm at at the moment yeah because I've just I've done two different styles for ages I'm trying to sort of mush them all together mush them. At the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you know what it's all me and yeah. it'll, it'll work out it will work yeah, yeah for sure and, yeah. Um, as long as it's you yeah because sure. yeah. I tried to do keep them separate for so long yeah like my two different sort of things and I don't know. Sometimes it's, like, it's just going... It, sometimes it's just like mixing those two things but using the same colour palette. Yeah. And that's enough to merge the, the two. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the weird thing is, is I, I, I had one for gallery work. Yeah. And then one for street work. Yeah. And the weird thing is, is all these good gallery opportunities came yeah, from yeah. My, knocking for my street for work. street work. And then all these good, like, mural opportunities yeah, came yeah. from my gallery work. And it's like, what? This isn't how it's meant to happen. And now... It, because I've just... seen your name advertised as both names yeah. on the same bill, on the same poster. Yeah, I know. I, I just... Are you going to do that? No. Nah. No, you're just going to go I'm with just, one? I'm just Tom Gerard. Yeah, Everything cool. threw it all in. Because I, I was, it was really weird. I had, um, it was just the other day I had a meeting with a, a gallery. Mm. And, were, you know, a good gallery. And they, they didn't know, know much about me. Mm. Like, a, a, um, luckily an artist referred me to yeah, someone sweet. that they, they should look at. Yeah, yeah. And I sat down and they were going through a whole bunch of my paintings and all that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, so Tom, this and that. They're asking me all these questions. 
And I said, what does it say? A on at the bottom of these paintings. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I had to explain all this stuff to them and that. And it's like, <laughs> fuck this. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. just can't. Yeah. I, I've noticed a trend, though, with a lot of people going from their graffiti name or their street name to their normal name, their usual name. Is yeah. That, it's a thing now. It's like, I guess people are moving more into the gallery space and it makes sense. Yeah, it's a maturity thing as yeah. well. It's like, but the, the funny thing is, is, a lot of the people who have street names have that, that comes from painting illegally on the totally. streets, you know. Yeah. And I find it really weird being here at, at, and going to festivals. And yeah. there's, you know, I don't want to mention any names, but there's <laughs> artists out there who I can tell have never painted illegally in their lives, and they're like, yeah. oh, I'm bloody yeah. Dr. Zeus, <laughs> <laughs> or something like. You know what I mean? It's just like, hang on, hang and on, you, on you, a second. You're like a, um, just an art. Dude. I was uh, super conscious of that yeah. coming into this world as well. I felt like I needed to just be me and not confuse it with any other name because yeah. that would just be ridiculous to try and claim that I have that graffiti past. You know, yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's like I, I just find it really funny. Totally. But it's like everyone's allowed to do it. It's like a stage yeah, name, yeah. I guess. Yeah, 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 for sure. For Prince sure. and Sting. I just it and all that, imagine yeah. it would be difficult <laughs> sometimes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's all Easy. part of branding, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. And then you have to be okay, I suppose, if you want to brand yourself, you have to be okay to use your own name. And that can be tricky too. It's like sometimes it's easier to go under another name because you can kind of hide behind it. Yeah. Can't hide behind my name though. Yeah. I am me. Like, yeah. it's my name. But you, you got to stand up and be proud of that. <laughs> you do, well. yeah, you do. Uh, yeah. I'm coming to terms with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like, I listen back to all, I think about it, all the conversations I've had on this topic. Yeah. And, oh, man, I've, I've come at a different angle so really? many times because I've been trying to work it all out. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm at a different stage, you know. But I feel I'm It must I'm be happy. helpful to talk to so many artists and get different perspectives. Yeah, your totally. Your own work and your own totally. practice. Yeah. The funny thing is, is everyone agrees with you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> There's no right or wrong, you yeah, know. Yeah, because at the time, it seems like the perfect thing to do. Totally, And I yeah. think you just got to follow your heart yeah. and go with the flow. Go with your gut. Yeah, exactly. So when you're um when you're painting portraits of, of people, like how do you go about choosing your subjects? Um, it, it's generally a thing. So if I'm painting, like if I'm travelling to a town that I've never been in before, um, you know, I've done a couple of council projects in other towns. Um, it's kind of one of those things that if you if you're going to another place, you want to honour that place, but you don't know where to start because you don't know any of the people there. So. Um, generally it's like you know google searching um, the area going onto the local newspaper sites um, asking news reporters which I did for one in Toowoomba um, because they talk to interesting people all the time so going down that road or generally if there's a contact you know if I'm speaking with someone at the council they'll you know give me some ideas and then I just yeah research the crap out of that person and um, give them a call and you know have a chat with them and then arrange to meet them and it's kind of you know it can be easier and it can be really hard it depends um it just depends on the scenario and what you're painting but so far I haven't had too many issues um with finding a subject but it's always generally someone who resonates with me or has a story that resonates with me um in some way um and they've all been really varied which is kind of cool mm. um really different people from different backgrounds um just everyday people mostly that have you know something interesting about their life mm. um yeah so that's generally how it, how it's done i just do a lot of research as much as i can online um or newspaper bloody clippings and things like that that I, yeah look through um yeah i like that one of the guy you did with the big beard yeah bob 
Yeah. He was cool. Who was he? He was really cool. So that was one that I did in Gatton in uh, rural Queensland. Um, and I did that through um, Grace from First Coat. So it was First Coat, Lockyer Valley. Um, so I went up there and um, painted with George Rose and Bronte Naylor. And um, they, um, yeah, it was, it was really sick. But Bob is a retired maths teacher. He taught at the local school for like, I can't remember now, it was like 50 years or something crazy. Um, and yeah, it was just this kind of, I got a list of about 10 or 12 different people that, to sort of research and he his photo was on the list and I saw his face and I was like, that guy has to have an interesting story or that guy has to be like a cool guy. Like he just had the most amazing face with his big bushy beard and these really big like dorky glasses. <laughs> And um, this kind of hair that's like combed over. And I thought, yeah, I'm just going to go with Bob. He seems cool. And I didn't really know much about him. I knew that he was a maths teacher. And um, I contacted him and he was like over the moon, like excited to do it, which was cool. Um, and then the more I sort of found out about Bob, like I started talking with a lot of locals, especially when I turned up at Gatton. Um, everyone knew Bob, like everyone. Like they all had their own unique story about him. Um, and he's one of these people who has like, like crazy amounts of wisdom. Like he speaks, like everything that comes out of his mouth is like wise. Like you just want to have a notebook and like write everything that he says down. <laughs> so he's really cool. He used to come by the wall every day and um, just sit on his car and just watch me. And he has kind of like, like to look at him. He wears the same khaki pants with these sand, like like thong sandal things all khaki, khaki shirt, khaki jacket, and his car is khaki. Like, I'm not even kidding. He just loves that colour. And apparently a couple of people that I spoke to said he just wore that every day. Like, that was his outfit. Like, he was just one of those kind of, like, I don't know, straight down the line people. But he kind of had this, like, little eccentric personality about him as well. So he was really cool to get to know. And I got to know his wife as well. And we emailed back and forth after, like, when I got back and... Yeah, it was just um, one of those um, special moments that I've had from this sort of new career that I've got. Like, I feel like um, a lot of the people that I've met and a lot of people that I've painted have made it all worthwhile, sort of give me purpose in what I do. Um, Bob was definitely one of them. He was just so cool. (laughs) Such a lovely dude. Yeah, really cool. Awesome. Mm. So you were saying you, you were drawing and painting a lot before you um, started doing murals and stuff. Like, how long were you, um, like, working at developing your style, like, before you started going out and painting large? Um, well, when I said that I painted and drew before, that I pretty much had a seven-year break of painting, like, between doing commissioned works and drawing and stuff as a teenager or, like, early 20s to doing my first mural literally I did nothing so my first mural I had to put like a concept together um pretty much the day that I got the job I had to put a concept together and I didn't know where to start so I quickly just like I used my Wacom and I quickly put like a picture of a girl on you know made it blue and then like did some abstract marks around the outside I was like yes it's done like and I just submitted it and it was like yeah sweet that's cool and so literally, like, my style was developed from that first initial 
like 10 minute sketch that I had to put together. I mean, it's obviously evolved since then a little bit, but, um, but I hadn't, I think that's why I had like self doubt in the beginning because I, I feel like, felt like I didn't really earn my place there, like in sort of the street art sort of, or the, I don't know what you call it, public art realm. Felt like I hadn't done all of the sort of work in the background that a lot of other people had done um, to get to that point. Um, but yeah, I guess that's the honest truth is I my first sketch up was the sort of, I guess, initial aspect of my, um, what you see now in my work. It's mm. pretty pretty close actually, to be honest. So if you think back to when you first started and now that you've, been doing it for a couple of years and you've got a, you know, a lot more experience under your belt. Mm. Like, is there any advice that you'd give your younger self from what you know now? Yeah, I feel I feel like just freak out less. Like, I, I put so much pressure on myself. Um, and I think once you get to the wall and once you get started, like once you literally get paint on the brush or on the whatever you're using and you put some on the wall, it's like... Oh, you can breathe like it's like you've done the hardest bit which is like getting there getting organized and all the logistics of getting your paint to a place and all that hard stuff that you've got to think about when you're doing a mural and you don't really consider before but once you get there and you put your paint on the brush it's just it's sort of like you just work it out as you go like mm. I think um I used to freak out a lot about having this like massive plan like before I started and if I didn't if nothing went to plan or something didn't go to plan I would just like no I can't do it anymore and I would freak out and I need to get talked down and like it's okay it's all right it's all good but yeah just that would be my advice is just get in and get stuck in and work it out as you go <laughs> don't freak out too much and I still freak out like every every job that I do I still don't sleep the night before very well <laughs> but um it's yeah it's less stressful I suppose yeah good you, you're helping me because uh, <laughs> I hadn't seen my wall until yesterday <laughs> This morning I've rolled it white and yeah. that's it. I just I don't even know what I'm gonna paint. And You'll I'm just be like, sweet. Yeah. You'll be sweet. Yeah. I don't know. I'll be It'll fine. always come to you. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm confident. You gotta trust trust in yourself. Yeah. I, trust and believe in yourself. That sounds so lame, but it's so true. Yeah. Um, it's all about self belief, you know. And because I never I never even thought I'd ever be able to do this at all. Um, and until someone told me that I could, and it just happened. Mm. You just got to trust that it will work yeah. out in the end. Yeah, you just got. It sounds like um, a bit arrogant. You just got to sort of stand there and go, "I got this." I'm the shit. No, <laughs> not I'm the shit, but I've got. Yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've yeah, got this. I've yeah. got the skills to be able to pull this off. You know what? It's pain. Yeah. The first mural that I did, I did my face. Um, I did the portrait part using a really shitty grid, um, and I screwed it up. And then I ended up having to take a photo of it. And then taking it back into Photoshop the next that night and trying to work out what I did wrong and then go back and fix it. It's paint. Like, at the end of the day, you just paint over it and you do something different or you, you fix it. Like, it's... I don't really see any mistakes in what we do. Like, I don't... You know, sometimes the mistakes can enhance the work anyway, so... Mm. And it's all a learning process, you know. I know now that I won't use the grid system that I used to. Um, I'll just stick with what I know. 
What system do you use after all that? So I, I'm not very mathematical. Um, so I don't like doing you know things that involve measuring and um, straight lines and things like that. I used to actually take like a piece of cardboard that was a particular size, like square piece of cardboard, and just literally go across the wall and put dots in the corner. And I found even that was too labor intensive. Yeah, it. <laughs> uh, especially when you're doing a big wall. So now I just um. It sort of adds a little bit of time to my process, but it's such it's less stress. I use um, whatever marks there are in the wall, or if there's a door or a window, or whatever. I use those as reference points, but I also add my own squiggles. Just mm-hmm. go up the wall, do a bunch of squiggles randomly, different shapes, different sizes. Take a photo of that front on as front on as possible, and I'm lucky to have Photoshop skills, I suppose, because that helps. I put that in Photoshop. Um, I overlay my photo of my portrait on top of that and set it to multiply for all the designers out there and then I um, can see all my reference points through the portrait I know where the eye goes and mm. eyebrow and the nose and it's sort of yeah it's been the most accurate way of doing it um, and the easiest by far as long as you know I can have my laptop nearby and wi-fi connection or use my tether my phone or whatever I can do what I need to do mm-hmm. yeah do you, um, do you sometimes have it in your head like you're up there going, it's saying it should be there, but I feel it should be here? Yeah, but you can't, you've got to trust. That's the thing. It's it's weird. You've got to trust what you see on your phone because I use my phone. Mm. I've got to trust exactly what's there. I can't go by. I think the moment that you start doubting things and like, oh, this looks weird from this angle, you've just got to trust that it looks okay from because you've done all the groundwork. You've done mm. the photo. You've taken the photo. You've done all your squiggles like you just got to trust it. Yeah. It's kind of like paint by numbers from that point. Like once you've got it marked out, you're literally just using your image every, just moving along on the image or whatever and every square you're painting exactly how you see it on your phone. It's like, mm. I don't know. That's probably why I don't enjoy that process as much as the abstract stuff because I feel like I'm just copying an image. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I love, um, I love, um, I guess, pushing that to the next level. And that's why I'm practicing or like trying out some transparencies and some different sort of, I guess, um, techniques that can make my time while I'm in the lift a little bit more exciting, you know, and you know, push the boundaries a little bit. So it's not just copying an image. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, like you've done a fair few murals now. Like have you done any duds? Oh, have I done any duds? Sorry, that's pretty. That sounds horrible. <laughs> no, uh, no. Have you done any that, you, that you're not you, proud of, or yeah, that I'm not, not happy happy about? Um, oh, no. I'm like, I think I look back at some of like my earlier ones, and I'm like, oh, like it's not that I'm not proud of them. It's just that's where I was at that point in time in my journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you've kind of got to honor that and be happy with that. Um, there are some some that I would have done a little differently, but um, at the end of the day, like I think a lot of us are perfectionists and we don't like to leave something that we're not happy with personally. Even if someone, I know, I've had so many people say, oh, "No one's going to know if you don't do that bit." Like, what's the average punter going to know if they, you know, if the eye is a little bit bigger on that side, or do you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to care, but I, I care. Like, mm. <laughs> and I will stay there until it's at the point where I'm happy. <laughs> Um, even if that means painting until the sun goes down and yeah I mean there was one probably 
There was one that I did um, in Sydney, actually. Um, it was just a little one at a pub, and I wasn't that happy with that at all. And I find that the smaller I go, like that was quite a small wall, the harder it is. Because you can't sort of stretch out and do the usual gestural mo- movements that you do on a big scale. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that was kind of funny when I started painting really big walls. I was like, actually, that's kind of easier doing big because it's a little bit more forgiving when you step back and you're not viewing it from a meter away. You're viewing it from 20 meters away. So yeah, um, I find, yeah, smaller stuff. So yeah, there are a couple of um, well, my smaller works that I'd be like, mm, a bit cringy when I look at them. But mm. at the same time, it's like it's all a journey, like I said. Well, like you said earlier that you want to start um, like getting into galleries more. And like with, with like that size work, do you find that like easier work with? Do you, do you I guess you approach it differently? Yeah, you do approach it differently. Um, I find it hard actually. Like um, I did one recently for a group show and which is tonight actually, the Wonder Wars one. And um, I struggled with that a little bit. I don't know when to stop. Um, but I guess, yeah, that's all part of the process and I need to be a little bit more prolific like paint more regularly do sketchbooks that kind of thing a sketch a day or you know set tasks for myself because I find at the moment it's very reactive what I'm doing it's like I have a mural opportunity quick let's do a design or let's find a subject um, rather than proactive where I'm like actually creating art for myself sitting in a gallery or sitting sitting in a studio and, and creating a body of work for me and then showing it like it's more like oh there's this group show coming up quick do something mm. so that doesn't really answer the question I kind of went off on a tangent but you know what I mean I feel like um, smaller works are a little bit more difficult now that I've sort of dedicating my time to doing larger stuff mm. but it's fun and um, I'm going to push it more and do more yeah have you got like a, um, a strategy for getting into more gallery shows or anything like that? no no strategy yet <laughs> no strategy my only strategy is I guess um, just start and do something and I mean I know like um, if I have a deadline I work better when I have a deadline I'm a big procrastinator um, I find a lot of creatives are but um, if maybe I book a gallery or something and then I can work my way towards that like putting an exhibition together but um, yeah no strategy Yeah, <laughs> I'm not very strategic in that way I probably should be mm. <laughs> Yeah, my, my um, you know, advice from past experience is, is always good to um, to book in a show. Yeah. Once you're booked in a show, you find that you just start painting just and painting to, and painting. It's like, to. right, it's coming up, I've yeah. got to work. Yeah. And if there's nothing booked in, you're yeah. just like, yeah, I want to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. About it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes it helps to have yeah someone telling you when and where. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Have you... um? travel much for your art a little bit um i've got um i've done a little bit um um, interstate sort of travel um the last year or so and then obviously i've got to try and work that around my work schedule as well so um that can be a bit tricky but um i've got my first little international stint i don't know if you'd call it international i suppose it is it's new zealand but um, i've been saying i'm going i've got my first international project 
but it's yeah, it's just New Zealand. So oh, and that's happening at the end of the year. Well, it's still it's, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> but people say, oh, it's like it's almost like an island off Australia. Yeah, you jump on a plane. It's a long way. It is. Yeah. It is a long. Yeah, it's a long way. So um, yeah, so I'm working. I've got two uh, festivals over there um, for street prints. Um, and one in Mount oh, and Terrible with it, but I think it's called Mount Manganui, and then the other one is in Christchurch. So um, I'm working pretty hard at the moment to try and find subjects for those locations, people to paint. I've hit a few walls, but I'm getting there. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe um thinking of maybe tackling a Maori subject. I don't know. I don't know. I've I've reached out to a few like community organisations. Um, I don't care what their background is of the person that I paint I just want it to not be um I guess culturally insensitive me coming to a place that I've never been not really that familiar with the culture um so it's it's less for me about painting someone cultural in the area more about people who have connected or helped other people in some way or done something in their community that's interesting so um yeah and there's also um the possibility of not putting as much onus on the portrait at this time for like it's hard with festivals too because it's really limited time to sort of come up with a subject or um come up with something interesting so i might even go down the road of putting less onus on the portrait and going a little bit more abstract and still painting a person but it not being about the person if that makes sense yeah it's hard when you're doing photorealism because people expect that you're painting someone for a reason so you've kind of got to have that reason but if i make it more about the abstract marks and the mark making and that kind of thing then there's like i guess less pressure on having to paint someone important i don't know i'm navigating that world at the moment (laughs) yeah so um so you got like uh you know you're working at a show you've got some travel going on yeah have you any other projects on the go um I've got like a few little local projects coming up. Um, I've got stuff booked sort of for the next couple of months, which is good. Um, and yeah, just like lots of freelance design projects and things that are coming up um, and just work that ticks over. Just like clients are constantly needing work done. So it's kind of good. And working at the uni um, allows me the freedom, I guess, to do that stuff and not worry that if if you know one week's a bit quiet and that the next week's a bit like busy it doesn't really matter so much because I've got that constant income in the background coming in which is nice so and I love working there it's pretty fun so yeah yeah it's good so like if uh, people want to check out your artwork where's the best place for them to see it online probably Instagram uh, my handle is Claire underscore Foxton it's Claire with a lot so A-I-R-E dot Foxton uh, underscore Foxton um or my website which i need to update um which is clairefoxton.com.au cool yeah all right well um i guess we uh get back out painting yeah <laughs> get back out in the heat been good to have a break and a yeah for sure yeah yeah but um yeah thanks again for taking the time to sit down and have a chat no worries it's been awesome thank you cool cool thanks guys I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To find out more about today's guest, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you'll find all previous episodes and images of the guest's artwork. Also follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk. There you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast. Bench Talk's also streaming on SoundCloud and Facebook. 
Just simply search for Bench Talk Podcast. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to rate and review. It helps get the word out. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.